I'm very thankful for my church family here, but I've also been very thankful for my Cory church family while I'm away at college. As I, as I look over this past year, um, my husband and I have had some physical difficulties, and um, God has been so faithful. I just am truly thankful for all that he has done, all that he has kept us from, and the prayers that have been answered. I'm thankful for my father this year for helping me um, out with my son, getting this new um, schedule. And most of all, I'm thankful for God working with Levi and seeing a lot of progress from birth. As I look back on this last year, we've had lots of challenges and lots of uh, blessings too. Um, I'm so grateful for my church. It's my very first blessing. And, and I love the music that we have here. It, it inspires me. But just the Lord has taken care of my family this year in a way that I can't even express. I am thankful for my family and for a church that believes in the power of prayer. I'm thankful for my, my father, my mother, my sister and my brother, and Pastor Brian's candy dish. Oh yes, thankful for the candy dish, are the kids, yeah. Well, praise the Lord. We have so much to be thankful for, amen? And I'm grateful this morning for each of you and for a great week. I trust you've had a great week. I know some of you had some time off and have celebrated with family this week and hopefully got some rest. And some of you probably shopped till you dropped, and I hope you've recovered uh, from that. But it's so good to be in God's house this morning. And we want to just continue to celebrate and rejoice in God's abundant blessings. If you're blessed this morning, say amen. And it's been great to stop and remember and recall the abundant blessings a few weeks ago. And then last week we rejoiced in God's abundant blessings and celebrated the many ways that God has, has blessed us. And we had the chance to baptize four last week. I trust you're still rejoicing with them. And this morning we'll have a chance to rejoice and celebrate again today. So I hope that you're not too worn out and tired because this morning we get to celebrate two more baptisms today. Isn't that great? And so we celebrate, yeah, let's clap. We celebrate already with Christina and Jerry and their families today and all that God has in store for us today. And you know, this morning as we kind of wrap up this series, thinking about thankful living, think about, thinking about celebrating God's abundant blessings, uh, we wrap it up doing so, I want you to think about it this way, that, that this, this series and this season of Thanksgiving isn't the only time that we should be thankful, but I want to encourage you this morning, and I trust that you realize this, but I want to remind you today that living thankful lives is, is, is just a real, a, a year-round um, calling, isn't it? To live thankful each and every day that we have. Each day is a gift from God, as we talked about last week, but every day that we live throughout the year, we need to be thankful for all Christ has done, and as I've pointed out every week, that Thanksgiving is a choice. Every day, it's a choice we make to be thankful no matter what comes our way. No matter what happens, we need to thank God for all he's done. I, I, I've read a story recently, and it's one that's been around a long time, but it's about Matthew Henry. You may recognize that name. He is uh, uh, an 18th century Puritan preacher whose uh, Bible commentary 
commentary is probably the most popular of all time, Matthew Henry's commentary. Um, and uh, Matthew Henry tells a story about once being held up by thieves in London uh, on, on a dark night. Um, he was making his way home, and, and he was robbed. Now, maybe you've been through this yourself. Maybe uh, your car's been broken into or your home. And so you know the feeling that comes uh, uh, when you face something like that. And, and as Matthew Henry reflected on this disturbing event of his life, I just wanted you to hear how he responded um, to that. Here's what he wrote. He said, first of all, let me be thankful because I was never robbed before. Secondly, because although they took my wallet, they did not take my life. Third, because although they took my all, it was not much. (laughs) And fourth, because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed. Quite a perspective, right? Quite a perspective. As someone has said, if you can't be thankful for what you receive, be thankful for what you escape. And I think there's a lot of truth um, to that. We have a lot to be thankful for, and we have to make the choice for thankful living every day, all year long. There's much encouragement in Scripture for us to live this way, as you well know. Uh, Paul's writings are filled with the reminders over and over again to give thanks as a lifestyle that we live. Let me share just a couple of familiar verses with you this morning. The first is this, 1 Thessalonians Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks all the time, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3, 17, from the message paraphrase, says this, Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. I love that last phrase, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Aren't you glad this morning that every step we can thank God for, his, for, his, for him being with us. You know, David, he led this line of thinking probably greater than anyone in Scripture as the Spirit inspired him. And I want to spend some time in Psalm 34 this morning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. Psalm chapter 34. And, and maybe you're like me, and this is a familiar uh, passage to you, uh, one that maybe you uh, re- have read and reflected on a number of times. And And yet this morning, I feel like that we can glean from it again today, thinking about living this life of being thankful um, all the time, all year long. Uh, David would write in Psalm 34, and I'd like to read from the, uh, the Living Bible, a paraphrase this morning, if, you, if you'd grant me that permission today, because I think that it gives it in just a little different way. It helps us to hear it a little differently today, because I think this is a familiar passage to us. So here with me, Psalm 34, beginning with verse 1. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. Verse 3 in the NIV goes something like this. Glorify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Let us lift up his name together. Father, we're grateful this morning um, for your word, for your promises, for your promises that bring us comfort and strength and help in our time of need, Lord, for your promises that lift us up and give us wisdom. But we're also thankful for words from scripture that encourage us to live the way you would have us to live. And so we pray this morning your blessing upon that kind of scripture today that we read 
Scriptures that encourage us to be thankful. Lord, would your spirit begin a fresh work in our hearts today that would last and last and last, that we might live thankful lives for all you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to see this morning that thankful living all the time, thankful living all the time means we choose a spirit, a thankful spirit. We choose a thankful spirit. David says there in verse 1, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. Uh, the NIV says something like this, I, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. I will, I will uh, praise the Lord no matter what happens. Notice what David doesn't say here. I'd like to point that out to you from time to time, you know. What, what they're not saying, what David doesn't say here is, I will, I will feel like praising the Lord no matter what happens. He doesn't say that, does he? He doesn't say, I will feel like praising the Lord no matter what happens. What's he saying? He's saying, I will make the choice to praise the Lord no matter what happens. He doesn't say, I will feel like praising the Lord when I'm sick. I will feel like praising the Lord when I'm being chased, David's case here, when I'm being chased by an enemy that used to be my friend. He doesn't say, I'm going to feel like praising God in that, in that time. He doesn't say, I'll feel like praising God when I'm hungry or when I'm tired or when, I, when the work is hard or when the battle is fierce. He doesn't say, I'll feel like praising the Lord in those times. Sometimes praising the Lord is the hard work. Amen? Sometimes praising the Lord is the hard work, is the hard choice in the midst of situations that we face. It is the hard work, not because he isn't worthy, because he's always worthy. But it's the hard work because praising the Lord just doesn't come naturally, especially when we're facing affliction. And yet, if we'll make the choice, the Spirit of the living God can do a work deep within us and enable us to give thanks anyway, even when we may not feel like it. In other words, he can fan into flame a spirit of thankfulness to God, even in the midst of pain and suffering and hardship. If you've found that to be true this morning, say amen. Charles Spurgeon said, we're in the wrong state of mind if we're not in the thankful state of mind. And this thankful state of mind is a choice that we make. And a lot of times it begins with a whisper. A lot of times in the midst of the situations that I've described this morning, a thankful spirit begins with, with just a, a gentle whisper that we make when we begin to just lift a word of praise to God. It begins when we just think a thought, Lord, I thank you anyway. Lord, I thank you in spite of the circumstances that I'm in today. I praise you because you're here and you're with me, and we make that choice. Living a thankful life sometimes is that choice to, to come and worship in a setting like this, even though you don't really feel like being here because of all that's going on, it seems like everything is pulling you away, and yet you make that choice to come and to begin to just lift your heart of worship. I don't know about you, but on those days whenever maybe we just feel down and discouraged and low, there's something about coming together and allowing those around me to begin to lift me up with them. And all of a sudden, I'm lifted from this pit of despair, from this time of discouragement, and my spirit is lifted because those around me are able to lift praises to God, and then my spirit begins to be able to lift praises along with them. We're going to talk about it more in just a minute, but that's what that together part of the scripture is all about. Glorify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name, what? Together. 
There's something special about that. We're going to talk more about it later. Sometimes, sometimes it's making that choice just to show up to your own devotion time. You know, people, they notice maybe when you're not here in this setting, but you know who notices when you don't show up to your own devotion time? God notices. Aren't you thankful for the table that's prepared before you every single day? And sometimes just showing up to our own devotion time says, Lord, I'm just thankful that you're meeting me again today. I'm thankful that your mercies are new every morning. I'm grateful that in spite of what happened yesterday, I'm grateful that no matter what happened in my life yesterday, that when I show up for that time with you today, that you have something very special for me. I can praise you for that. I'm going to be intentional and choose to live with the spirit of thanksgiving in my heart. I'm going to choose to praise you even when I don't feel like praising because of who you are, because of what you've done in the past for your faithfulness, for your goodness to others, I will find reasons to thank you today, right in the midst of what seems to be impossible. I always think about it this time of year, and I know that I've shared at least a part of this story with you before, but I always think about it this time of year, and my mind races back, and, and, and I say, I'm not going to say anything, anybody else, and then here we are. In 2012, you know this story, won't bore you with it. In 2012, we lost our home to a house fire in May. By this time of year, our house had, had begun to be rebuilt, and it wasn't finished yet, and we were anxious to get back in it, and we've been living through the year that was just one thing after another. We've all had seasons like that in our life, where it just seems like one thing, and then another thing, and then another thing, and another thing, and you think, I've got to be getting through this, and then another thing, and then another thing, and then another thing, and then another thing, and then a dozen more, that kind of year. And by November, like, we had been beat up pretty bad. But I remember all of the things that God had done throughout that year. It was Thanksgiving morning. It was November. Like I said, our house wasn't quite finished. And, and I remember getting up that morning knowing we wouldn't have Thanksgiving at home. We were staying in a rented uh, piece of property for the moment until we could get back into our home. And so we were going to uh, Michelle's folks that day for Thanksgiving. And I remember getting up that morning and just kind of taking a deep breath and thinking about the year and how hard it had been. And then I began to think about all of the things that I had to be thankful for. I mean, God showed up. You know, the thing I've found about those seasons of our life when it's one thing after another, after another, after another, it's also a God thing, one after another, a God moment again, a God sighting again, God speaks again, God provides again, God helps again, God gives wisdom again, and before you know it, we can look back and we can either see all of the problems all year long, or we can look back and we can see, God, you were so faithful in the midst of it all. And that morning, that was how I felt. And so uh, we were going to be heading out to Thanksgiving that day, and I told Michelle, I said, I want to leave about 15 minutes earlier than what we would normally leave um, because I have a stop I want to make. We got all the kids in the van, and, and we headed out, and Jaren would remember this. We drove to the house that was being rebuilt. And um, it was far from done, but it was far enough done that they had put the deck already on the back of the home. And so... I said, let's everybody get out of the car, and we gathered up on the back deck, and we, I said, I want everybody in a circle. I said, let's talk about all we have to be thankful for today. God prompted that. I'm not saying, oh, look what a super dad I am. Let me tell you something, like, God just directed me there. But it's a Thanksgiving I'll never forget. 
because in the midst of some really, really difficult days, and don't have to go through all that with you this morning, really difficult days, we made a choice to be thankful. Made a choice to look up and say, God, you've been faithful. Things could have been, so, as bad as they were, things could have been so much worse, and yet, here you are, you've provided, you've helped. Can I just remind you today, we can choose a spirit of thanksgiving. We can invite the Holy Spirit to come in and say, Lord, I might be going through a hard thing today, but I just pray that your spirit would fill me afresh and that you would just to begin to remind me of all the things that I have in you to be thankful for. And can I just tell you, when we take a deep breath and we pray that kind of a prayer, the Holy Spirit begins to do what only the Holy Spirit can do, and that's begin to recall and remind and help us to see his work in our lives in a fresh way. Can I just tell you today that God is at work in your life and has been at work in your life in far greater measure than you even realize. And if we will open our heart and desire for him to show us, he will pull back the curtain and begin to remind us and we can lift our heart in thanksgiving. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. If that's your prayer this morning, say amen. Like, wow, Lord, you can help me to live that way. Choose a thankful spirit. And then I also want you to see that thankful living all the time means we choose a thankful conversation. We choose a thankful conversation. I want to read that again in verse 1, the latter part of it. I will constantly speak. These are words. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will, notice it doesn't say occasionally there. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast. I will brag on God. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all, those, let all those who are discouraged take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. You see, choosing a thankful spirit is a work that begins on the inside of us. But what begins on the inside of us and what fills our thoughts and, and the things that we begin to dwell on and think about, both in our mind, in our heart, and in our soul, it eventually is going to enter into our conversations. When we choose a spirit of thanksgiving, we cannot contain it within ourselves, but eventually it will begin to come out and impact every conversation that we have. What we choose to think about what we choose to meditate on will come out. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart, right? It's that simple. And that means that when we're choosing a spirit of thankfulness and when we, when we allow the Holy Spirit to enable us to be thankful in the midst of whatever we're facing, that th those, thank those things that we're thankful for are going to enter into the conversations that we have with other people. You see, if all we're thinking about is how miserable we are and how bad things are and how bad other people are, if that's what we're dwelling on all the time, then guess what we're going to talk about? And everybody said... <laughs> We know that, right? But if we're making the choice to give thanks to God and think about all the things that he's giving us and all the thanksgiving that he deserves, that's going to make its way into our conversations too. So I want you to think about this morning what's made its way into your conversations. Maybe think back about over the last week or two or three or the last month. What has made its way into your conversations? Complaining or complimenting? pessimism or praise or my favorite from Nancy Lee DeMoss in her book Choosing Gratitude wine 
or worship, right? Wine or worship, what's making its way into your conversation? We could take it a step farther. What, what, what makes its way to your post on Facebook, right? What's made its way there, maybe this week or the last few weeks, this past year? Is it praise? Is it uplifting or complaining and tearing down? All you have to do is just go back to your page, you know, and just begin to scroll backwards through your year in review. Just, just begin to go backwards and take a look and see, and you'll begin to see very quickly if it's, if it's complimenting or complaining, if it's, if it's whining or if it's worship. In fact, I went to some of your pages, and I have some examples this morning. No, I'm kidding, right? <laughs> Did you hear the gasps? <gasps> Oh, I've been waiting like for two weeks to, to do that. <laughs> right? But think about it. Like we have it posted out there for the whole world to see. What are we saying? What's the example that we're sharing with other people? Right? Are we giving God praise? Or are we tearing down? David said, I will constantly constantly. In other words, that, that says to me, like every moment of every day, I will constantly speak of your glories and grace. I will boast of all your kindness. Think about it. Like if we could really begin to capture all that God has done for us, we wouldn't have time to talk about anything else. Because God has been so good to us, right? How do we do it? Here's how I believe we do it, okay? It's in verse 3. Like the secret to all of this the secret to living this way is verse 3. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. It, it, it happens as we begin to invite other people into the conversation of giving God praise. It happens when we say, let's praise the Lord together. Let's praise the Lord together. What would happen what would happen in the midst of a bad day or a bad week or a difficult situation if the thankful spirit living in you would come out and the person that you're with, you would just look out and say, let's just praise the Lord together for a moment. It's been a tough week, but let's just stop for a second here. Let's just think about how good God has really been. Acts chapter 16, you probably know the story of Paul and Silas. So Paul and Silas are doing God's work. They're in the center of his will. They're preaching and teaching the gospel. And as a result of that, without going into all the backstory here, they find themselves arrested and whipped and beaten and thrown into the inner cell. Chains locked up tight. No doubt they were sore and they were hurting after all that they had been through. Keep in mind, all that they had been through doing exactly what God had called them to do. And so here they are. Here they are in in. Uh, in this prison. I mean, it sounds like a Psalm 34 moment, right? Don't you imagine as they were getting whipped and beat up and chained up, they were just going, I'll bless the Lord at all times. I have to remind you today that, that Paul wasn't some kind of superhuman, right? All his right, like, he was a guy like us in the sense that he faced a lot of different things and he felt emotions and he felt pain and he felt hurt. I don't think for a moment if you know the, out, the outcome of this story, I don't think for a moment that Paul felt like praising God. Would you feel like praising God if you'd just been beat up and whipped and, and, and slapped into prayer? I mean, it, it would not be like a fun moment for any of us. 
So if you'll just give me a little grace this morning, I want to tell you what that conversation between he and Silas just after this happened, in the midst of that prison, I want to just use your imagination with me this morning and think about what that could have sounded like. Silas may have looked over at Paul and said something like this. Are you okay, man? Are you all right? Yeah, I think so, but man, am I going to be sore tomorrow. Yeah, me too. I guess it could have been worse. You know, even though we're hurting, Paul, God really did protect us today. I think Paul maybe looked over at Silas and said, I know, right? I mean, God's been so good to us. You know, it could have been like it was in Lystra when they drug me outside of the city and they stoned me out there until they thought I was dead and then they walked away and left me laying there. Like it could have been like that, but it wasn't. And then I think he kind of shook his head and smiled. And he said, Silas, you know, we really do, we do really have a lot to be thankful for. And then maybe, just maybe, he dropped his head there in that prison and began to sing. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good, he's so good to me. And there in the midst of that prison, maybe, just maybe, they began together to lift up their praises to God. You see, that's how it happens, folks. It happens when just one of us begins to say, you know, even in the midst of this situation, God is good. And I like to think that maybe, just maybe, they reached back into their memories to Psalm 34 and began to sing, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. They chose this spirit of thankfulness and thankful conversation in the midst of an environment to complain. Think about the environment they were in, in jail. Think about, was there any praising? No way. It was all complaining, right? And yet they begin to sing. And it wasn't long the prison doors were opened. And everything changed for their ministry. Everything, I believe, changed. It was a pivotal point, even in Paul's ministry. Can I just remind you today that when you begin to sing and lift praises to God, it may not immediately change the outside situations that you face, but can I just tell you that you will be set free. You begin to lift your praises to God. As we meet with others together, what will it be? What will it be? As we talk in conversation together, what will it be? I have to tell this. Um, we had our board meeting a couple of months ago, and we have a m monthly meeting with the, with the church board, with the leadership team every month. And, and a couple of months ago, uh, we were gathering. And, and every time that we gather, we always start with devotions and prayer. Um, it looks different every month a little bit in how we do it, but um, we always start together by looking to the Lord and asking for His wisdom. And, and a few... Um, and by the way, I'm so thankful the way that the Lord comes and is near to us even in those times together. He is so near, and we praise him for that. And a couple of months ago, I just felt led in, in that evening to read this passage that I've read to you today. And, um, 
And I knew everyone as we come in, you know, think about those meetings on Tuesday night. Like everybody around the table, they come in, worked a long day. Uh, they've had a lot going on that day. I know this particular day, like I'd been dealing with a situation all day long and, and mentally I was exhausted and, uh, and walking into that as well and had a lot to talk about that night. And so um, as I began the, the meeting, I read these first three verses in Psalm 34. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Let's praise the Lord together and exalt his name. And as I read that last verse, I think I read it from the NIV. So it was glorify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And I heard the Holy Spirit just whisper to my heart, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? And I'm like, do what? <laughs> are you going to glorify the Lord? Are you going to exalt my name together? And as I looked down at the agenda and all of the things that we had to accomplish that night, I said, Lord, we, we got a lot to do. See, this is what gets us in trouble, you know. We always got a lot to do. Lord, look at this agenda. Are you going to do it? I want you to know that we stopped in that meeting right after that scripture was read, before we had prayer, and I said, I just want us to go around the table tonight and I just want us to begin to lift praises to God. Let's glorify the Lord together. Let's exalt his name tonight. You know, God's really been good to us. And we're just going to take time to do that. And we started in around the table, and one by one, people began to just share of God's goodness to them. As they lifted up praises to God, they were praises like this. They were thankful for God's provision, thankful for his, for, for his presence in their families, there had been a situation that happened that day, I mean that exact day, and there was a praise given. God, you, you watched over my family today. I thank you for that. Protection, for grace and mercy, moment by moment. As some that were walking through hardships and they were saying, you know, it's tough right now, but, but God's good and he's faithful. For his strength to stand up under the load being carried. For others God had placed in their life. Some were praising that God had put somebody in my life this week that brought a lot of encouragement to me. And I just want to thank him for that today. Wisdom and situation. The list went on and on and on as we went around that room. And 30 or 40 minutes later we're, we're wrapping up. And can I just tell you that God's presence filled that room in a very special way that night. As we took time to just lift up the name of Jesus and give him glory for all that he has done. Glorify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. It's not that hard. Really, it's not that difficult to do that. God inhabits the praises of his people. Even that night, the circumstances in everybody's life were the same outside of that boardroom, but that night, God sure came into the midst of his people and he encouraged and he blessed any help. I wonder what might happen in your life if you made the choice to glorify the Lord and exalt his name together. What might happen if with your spouse you would make it a habit just to say, let's, let's just Psalm 34 3. Let's, let's, let's spend time there today. How's God helping you? Let me share what God's doing for me. Can I say you could transform your time spent together? In this small group, one thing I love about our small groups is every small group leader takes time for praises. 
Hey, why, what do you have to be thankful for? Can I tell you that's not an accidental thing? We do that intentionally. Why? Because we want to glorify the Lord together. And if you're in those meetings and you're a little backward and sometimes you get a little bit afraid to share, but yet you feel that you know, inside and you know, I really need to praise the Lord. Can I just tell you, come prepared to give God praise for what he has done because you never know who else in that room may need that help to glorify the Lord with you that week with your kids, with a friend, with a coworker. I had somebody text me this week. It was so encouraging. Like, kind of out of the blue, I get this text, and it said, I just want to give God praise. God opened the door for me to be able to minister this week to a couple of people that I, that I work with. And I just, I just praise the Lord for that. I give God glory. And I tell you what, like, it lifted me. It lifted my spirits that day. Like, I was just praise the Lord. Like, you know, I wish sometimes that I could express more emotion in a text, don't you? Like, in a good way, right? <laughs> like, I just want to say, praise God, right? We've been praying for that. We've talked about Facebook. You know, this week, um, I felt prompted, and some of you probably, maybe, I know some of you commented on my post, but this week I simply made a post that went something like this. I've been reading in Psalm 34, and I put this verse down, and I just said, um, would you take time to share a praise today? Give God, give God the glory for what he's done for you recently. And I was so pleasantly surprised to watch as people just began to share praises to God. We were glorifying the Lord together, and I told the Lord, I said, you know, he, he kind of got on to me, because I'm not real good about posting, number one, so I really felt prompted, but number two, I'm not good about, like, replying back if somebody posts something, and the Lord kind of prompted me and said, hey, this is together, man. That means you've got to reply, and I began to just say, praise God, so glad to hear, and my spirits were lifted. Like, what a different thing. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, we need to get together and pray, and that's an important piece, but can I just tell you, we need to get together sometimes and just have a praise meeting. Can I just tell you, you can call a praise meeting anytime you want. You can pick up the phone, you can call somebody, you can say, hey, I just want to tell you what God is doing in my life. Living a life of giving thanks and praise. You never know, you never know what that could do for somebody else who maybe is discouraged, who's down. Hey, let's just praise God. Let me just tell you what God's doing right now in my life. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast in all of his kindness to me. Hear this part. Let all who are discouraged take heart. See, that's what happens in the middle of this praising the Lord together, is those who are discouraged are reminded that our God is good, and our God is faithful, and he's trustworthy, and he's always there. Henry Ward Beecher, a great pastor, this quote is so good. The unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but the thankful heart, but let the thankful heart sweep through the day, and as the magnet finds iron, so it will find in every hour some heavenly blessings. Isn't that a beautiful thought? That every hour of our day, we can find things to thank God for and to lift up praise to him. I hope this morning that you, like me, desire to have a thankful spirit and, be, and, and let every conversation that you have be led with thanksgiving for all that God has done. And I trust that this, this year, this, new, this coming year, 
that you will desire to have a thankful spirit and a thankful heart, that God would be glorified in everything that you say and do. Glorify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Let's, let's bow our heads. Father, we're so grateful this morning. Thankful for your presence that is with us. Thankful today, Lord, that you can help us to have a thankful heart, to help us to live with a thankful spirit. Lord, we realize today that naturally we kind of default to complaining and default to seeing the negative, but Lord, I pray today that your Holy Spirit would do a fresh work in us. And Lord, maybe you've prompted some today, I believe that you maybe have, that would say, Lord, I know that this is an area that I need your help in. And so I pray, Lord, this morning that as they lift their heart to you, maybe they need to say, Lord, I'm sorry for, for, for some of the things that I've said and, and for some of the ways that I have conversations. Lord, and I just pray for your help today. I pray that your spirit would, would enable me, Lord, to see all of the things that you're doing in my life, even in the difficult days, and that you would help me in conversations, Lord, to begin to give you praise and to give you thanks for all that you've done. Lord, we're thankful that you're able to do that in our lives, and may you enable us, Lord, to live the life that you're calling us to live, because, Lord, you are good, and you do so much, Lord, for us. May we lift up our hearts to you today, praising you for all that you've done. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said. One of the great ways that we have to give God praise this morning is to celebrate again with those that are being baptized. Pastor Jaron's going to come, and, and Jerry and Christina, if you'd come and join us here on the platform, if you'd come on up at this time. Can we just celebrate? And I was like, you know, right? You know. Just celebrate together and praise the Lord. Amen. Well, we're just so thankful, and we're just praising God for the opportunity to be able to baptize Jerry and Christina this morning. Uh, baptism, baptism is the sign and seal of the new covenant of grace, the significance of which is attested by the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Romans as follows. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that Jesus, as Christ, was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father. We too may live a new life. If we have been united with him, like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Amen? Amen. Man, that's exciting. The earliest and simplest statement of Christian belief into which you now come to be baptized, Christina and Jerry, is the Apostles' Creed. Um, would you all just mind standing with me as we read the Apostles' Creed together? Be up here on the screen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Church of Jesus Christ, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life ever after. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. 
Will you be baptized into this faith? If so, answer, I will. Do you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and do you realize that he saves you now? If so, answer, I do. Will you obey God's holy will and keep his commandments, walking in them all the days of your life? If so, answer, I will. We rejoice with you both today, and we thank God for you and for the commitment that you've made to him. And we celebrate together as your family in Christ Jesus all that he is doing in your lives. Praise the Lord. And really, you know the drill, right? Uh, this is a great day of celebration, and we always celebrate so much when, uh, when those come to be baptized. And so you know that in just a few moments, Pastor Jaron will be baptizing them. And, and, and remember, as they come up out of the water, we want the first thing they hear to just be the applause of their church family, praising God for all that he's doing in their lives. We're so thankful for that this morning. So make sure and do your part. Pastor Nathan's going to come and sing as we finish preparing for the baptism this morning. My name is Christina Jimenez and I'm 28 years old. I have a 10-year-old son and a 7-year-old daughter. Um, I've always known about Christ. I remember as a child going to church on Sundays. Um, as a teen and young adult, I was never able to find the right church. Um, it wasn't until coming to see one as that I was reconnected with Christ. Um, and that's thanks to Brianna for saving me a seat. Um, being baptized for me isn't only a symbol of showing my faith, but it's a new beginning. Not only for myself, but for my family. Since I put my faith in Jesus, um, I've noticed a change mainly in myself. Um, I'm more happier. I know now that I'm not alone even on the darkest days and that's comforting to me. My favorite part about being the C1S family is how welcoming everyone is. Um, I don't only feel welcome, but my kids also feel welcomed and that's a good feeling. It's good knowing that somebody's there and praying for us even without asking. Can we celebrate with Christina? Christina, it's been just such a such a joy and a pleasure to be able to to uh, serve with you, be able to see you grow, and just see how you're a leader in your classroom, and just a leader for your family, and just see how God's been working in your life. It's been such a pleasure, and once again, it's my pleasure to be able to baptize you today. So, Christina Jimenez. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My name is Jerry Aguilar. I'm 25 years old and I have a four-year-old son. Um, I come to know Christ since I was a little kid. Um, I used to go to church with my dad on Sundays, uh, but at that age I really just went for the donuts. So, <laughs> um, and then I really came to know Christ and started going to church when I was 15. Uh, but the church that I went to was very hypocritical and it was changing me, but not for the better, so I left. I'm wanting to be baptized as a symbol to myself and to my son and to God that my life is changing and I'm ready for a change. My life has changed since I put my faith in Jesus in so many ways, uh, mentally, spiritually. I think before I speak, I react differently to things, and I'm so much happier. 
My favorite part about being in the C1NAS family is that it actually feels like a family. I enjoy being around every single person here. Uh, they all push me to do better because they know I can. They make me believe in myself and I really appreciate it. It's just been such a pleasure to be able to serve with you too, and I just I'm just so thankful for the light that you shine in your classroom to not only to your kids but to the people you work with, and you're just such a great leader not only for your family just uh, in your classroom as well. I'm so thankful for God, how God's been working in your life. So right now I'm going to baptize you, Terry Aguilar. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Aren't you grateful for God's work in our lives right now today? Amen? And can we, yeah, praise the Lord. And I just encourage you to continue to celebrate what God's doing in your life, right? We celebrate with them, but celebrate what God is doing in your life today. And, and the reality is this, and we know this to be true, but if you don't know him this morning, I want you to know that he is a breath away, right? All you have to do is just lift your heart to him, open your heart to him, and allow Jesus to come into your life and change you just as radically as he's changed them and is changing us, right? And so we praise God for that this morning. Let's stand together as we um, close with prayer this morning. And um, Colossians chapter 3 is our benediction today. I've read it earlier in the message. Um, Let every detail in your lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. If you're so glad and you thank God for what he's doing right now in your life, say amen. 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 Praise the Lord. May God be with you. May he go before you this week. God bless you. You're dismissed.